Hey, everybody. I'm John Dwoskin, an executive advisor and business coach. I work with successful business people who are stuck and want to take their company to the next level. Today, though, get ready to grow your business big, very big. In just a few seconds, you'll meet a dynamic business owner, executive, or salesperson willing to share the best practices that fuel their growth and success. Each interview is no more than 15-ish minutes long, so you can quickly learn effective tools to put into your business today. Please listen with new ears, and let's get to learning, let's get to growing, and let's get to thinking big. Everybody, welcome back, and thanks for taking time to listen to the Think Big Movement podcast. I appreciate it. I'm really excited to have my guests on today, uh, Chris McQuiston and his brother, Andrew. Uh, they are part of Goldfish Swim School. Uh, Chris and his wife, Jenny, founded the school, and then Andrew came on board, and they started the, the franchise arm of the business. It's an incredible concept, teaching over 70,000 people a week, uh, kids to swim. They've got 46 schools currently around the country, and they'll have 60 by the end of the year. My kids both learned how to swim at Goldfish, and it's an incredible concept. They're going to tell you all about it today and where the idea came from and how it has continued to grow throughout the country. They are great people with a great concept and great business tips that they're going to share with you today. Chris and Andrew, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. How are you guys doing? We are well. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah, of course. We, uh, um, can you can you fill in the gaps and tell us more about your story? Sure. Yeah, so Goldfish was founded back in, in 2006, and really it was the idea of my wife. Um, she's one of the visionaries of our company. She swam her entire life growing up, ended up taking her swimming out to the University of Arizona, very successful, won, a, won several national championships, went to Olympic trials twice. And, you know, really what, why this came about was when we had come back from school, got married, is she was teaching lessons on the side and saw a need because she had lessons back to back to back to back to back all summer long. But yet there wasn't really a dedicated facility for these types of swim lessons. They were at outdoor pools, they were at indoor health clubs, but nothing was dedicated. So she had heard about this concept in, in California, and we spent two years investigating, starting about 2004, what this concept was and, and how we could take it to another level. So we decided to, to create this model. My wife, um, working on developing the curriculum, uh, we wanted to create a decor like a Hawaiian beach house so when kids came in, they felt extremely comfortable with the environment. We have shallow pools at four feet in depth. We have 90-degree water and very, very warm air at 92 degrees. So um, we thought, you know what, we're going to take a risk. We always wanted to be an entrepreneur of some sort. Um, I played baseball growing up, and so kind of combining our prior athleticism and just love for sports, why not turn it into something that really had not been uh, seen or provided in the state of Michigan at that time? So we spent a few years. We were fortunate to have some families support us, uh, local banks support us as well, and opened up teaching kids how to swim back in uh, March of 2006. You know, the, I'd like you to talk a little bit more, Chris, if you could, about um, the risk, because I think a lot of times, you know, people have ideas and, it, you know, Jenny had an idea and then turned it with you into this concept. But a lot of times people don't take that, they don't take that extra step. They're not jumping in and, 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 and following their gut and, and their entrepreneurial instincts to create a business. So now that you continue to grow aggressively as, as you are, um, you know, take me back to the roots as far as what that, that first year was like and the risk that you took. Sure. Yeah. I think one of the, the big things that we had at our advantage that a lot of people 
don't oftentimes is that we were both young. Uh, we didn't have children. Uh, we didn't have a lot to lose. And we knew that we could just jump in. And if it didn't work out, we could change course and, you know, get into a career that, that was maybe more stable. And uh, obviously anybody that jumps into something like this and becomes an entrepreneur, there is that level of risk associated with it. But we felt very strongly that after the two years of research, traveling the country, learning um, and, and finding out what everybody else did, that the model that we created, the business plan, uh, was something that would support a sustainable business. Nothing. It was not a fad. Teaching kids how to swim is not a fad business. We weren't concerned about losing it to manufacturing overseas. It wasn't going to be sold on the Internet. So we knew that if we developed a program with a curriculum that worked and put it in communities that, that really desired for their kids, you know, we look at a little bit more of like a higher education type learn to swim that, that they would they would come. And so, yes, it was at an absolute risk, but it was more calculated and we were going to develop something that wasn't necessarily a fad. So we were fortunate in that because we felt comfortable that, you know, if it didn't work out, we tried it and we go in a different direction if, if that was the case. And how quickly did it take off? We were fortunate to open our doors with over 500 kids enrolled in the program. Wow. And that just spoke to the, uh, I think, the, the need that we served in this market and the fact that parents wanted their children to uh, go to a program that really cared about particular detail behind the curriculum, the step one, two, three, just the process behind it. Parents like that. They want what, what's best for their kids. And so felt like we developed what was best for the kids uh, in our community. That's great. I mean, it sounds like you really focused on who your ideal client was and how to give them the ultimate experience. And um, that's that's thanks for sharing that story. So now you continue to grow. So now enter in uh, the franchise model and working now the two of you with your brother. So tell tell us how that kind of sprouted and ultimately took off. Sure. We had uh, a couple that grew up with my wife swimming for a different club, but they knew each other in the swimming ranks. And they had approached us about a year and a half into Goldfish and, and said, hey, listen, we're interested in the concept. We're selling out of our family business. We need to redeploy that capital. Would you be interested in partnering with us? We went through a couple rounds of conversations, but ended up deciding to uh, develop a franchise agreement, agreement so that what, what could happen is all the systems and the brand that we created you know, franchisees could come on board, uh, become independent owners of the brand and utilize our systems, you know, to grow their own businesses. So we decided to do that, got legal. And in the meantime, we were talking with my brother, Andrew, um, knowing that he was in California at the time, you know, thought that it would be ideal to bring him back, work with family, which obviously poses some challenges, but you have the complete trust uh, factor there. Decided to bring Andrew back and have him be partners with us to start the franchise arm, which opened up our first franchise location in Farmington Hills in 2009. Nice. And I know, Andrew, you're on the call. You, um, you want to share your thoughts as far as making the jump to come back to Michigan and, uh, and, and hop into a family business? Yeah, definitely. Um, when I was in California and Chris and Jenny approached me about the idea, uh, I, I don't think any of us realized the challenges that were ahead um, from, you know, the growing a concept that hadn't necessarily been totally proven out yet, um, needing to refine a lot of the business practices and systems that we had in place, um, to the, even just the family aspect of the business, working with, you know, my brother, Chris, and sister-in-law, Jenny. Um, but we quickly learned of all that stuff when I, you know, took the risk and, and I met with Chris and Jenny on a Saturday afternoon in Detroit, I was on a business trip in New York and stopped home on the way, met with them, talked about the opportunity, flew back on Sunday to California, and I immediately, I quit my job that Monday. So within 48 hours, I quit my job 
I called Chris and I said, Hey, I'm, I'm coming home in four weeks. And he's like, what? <laughs> so it was one of those things where a little bit of that, um, you know, being young and naive and not understanding the, the impact of everything going on as far as that decision in my life was kind of a blessing at the same time, because I really truly believed in Chris and Jenny and what they had built. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things when you're starting any business is you have to believe, uh, that you, what you're putting out there is the best product, uh, and you're going to get the best people behind it and you have to be able to see the future. Um, and because you're going to stumble and have many failures and you can't let that keep you down. Um, and you can't let it deter you from where you're going and where you really think that you can be, because I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, you, you have to keep trying because you're going to get knocked down. And if you let those things that knock you down, um, deter you from being successful, that will happen to you. So, I mean, that's the biggest thing for all of us is that, you know, we had uh, a lot of stumbling blocks in the beginning, but we were determined to make this thing successful. And, uh, we're blessed to be where we're at today with 45 schools or 46 schools and continue to, you know, keep opening locations as we, as we move forward. That's great. What, uh, thanks for sharing that. What, what would you say is the biggest lesson that you learned thus far, uh, in, in, you know, in the game? Um, I think I think the biggest lesson for us and for me, maybe, and Chris can touch on it afterwards, is is not letting some of these small failures deter you from, you know, what you really believe can can make you successful. And um, when you're starting a franchise company, it's really difficult because you know we had one location, one corporate location here in Birmingham, and these are opening additional schools, and you're getting somebody to try and buy into this idea that they can invest a million and a half or two million dollars into this business and be successful, well, they won't say, well, prove it to me, show me what you've done. And when you only have one school to go off of, it's really hard to get people to believe the same vision that you have. So there was a lot of getting people to understand what this was all about. Um, and we went through a lot of stumbling blocks, getting people to see our vision. Um, and now that we have more schools, that has become a, um, a less difficult process, but nonetheless, it's still there when you're trying to get somebody to invest, usually their life savings into this business. Yeah. Yeah. And I would touch on that a little bit, John, just to say the biggest lesson that I think Andrew and I learned is, um, you know, believing in a consulting company that we're no longer working with that painted this picture of 50 locations open in the next five years. And, you know, when Jenny and I built the plan for the Birmingham location, we spent two years, we, we were pretty dead on with the projections, but with the franchise company, you know, we helped to have this consultant help us and just kind of were a little bit naive to the thought of, you know, we're not a, a pizza chain or a food chain with a lower investment and, you know, those types of concepts had already been proven. You know, this learn to swim franchise model had really not been proven. We, we have really one competitor in the market space. And so we thought, great, five years, we'll have 50 locations and we'll just kind of blossom from there. Uh, we still don't have 50 locations and we're, um, you know, 10 years into the business. Now, granted, we have 139 signed franchise agreements and so we're still growing from there. So we're getting some, uh, uh, some nice movement and momentum going now. But I think it was just kind of believing something that really wasn't a reality because we hadn't proved what this concept was yet. You know, it, it's interesting what you're talking about because, you know, part of every business is the importance of forecasting and projecting. But there's also, that's the that's the science of the game. But the art is the instincts to what is really realistic, which if you go back, or at least what you know, the way I hear it, if you go back to how the idea was sprouted, it was sprouted on instincts and 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 beta testing and you know really kind of preparing and taking the ample time to make sure that it was not only done but done the way you wanted it to be done. So I think a good lesson there that I pull from that that I think listeners will is 
the importance of forecasting and projecting, but also never forgetting your intuition, the intuitive nature of your gut of what you know is realistic. Sure. That's right. Absolutely. Um, so, so, so tell, you know, I mean, let's talk about for a second that you're, you know, you're teaching 70,000 kids a week around the country how to swim. I mean, the, that's, that's an incredible number, but also it's an amazing thing to, to do. And I mean, I can tell you firsthand, uh, both my kids learned how to swim at a goldfish school in Birmingham, Michigan, and the freedom that it gave them to learn how to swim and the freedom it gives a parent and the confidence that it does for children is just huge. So can you talk on that? Because I, that's got to be a very fulfilling thing to do day in and day out and watch and experience. Oh, absolutely. You know, we have parent evaluations frequently throughout the course of the year. We use a software that gives us, you know, almost as real as, as time as possible feedback when parents come in and, you know, after first, you know, several lessons. And our feedback overwhelming is, number one, is safety. My kids are safer in the pool because of, of what you guys do. But two, I see my children more confident. And, you know, we get countless emails and stories from families that, you know, my child jumped off the dock. I wasn't ready for it. I freaked out, but they were able to turn and swim back to the steps or they fell in accidentally and they were able to kind of roll over and, and, and uh, grab a breath before turning back and swimming to the steps. So we, that is what is the most fulfilling is that we're, we're not only saving lives, but I think we're building more confident children. Yeah. And those confident children are better at school in other sports and interacting with their friends. Uh, you can just tell, you know, certain kids will come in with their head down and over time they'll come in more confident. They'll say hi, they'll look you in the eye. And so that's, that's really fulfilling for us. And we recently got a story from a, a mom on the East coast who sent a letter to the owners of one of our schools in Massachusetts that said, this is not only helping my child, but it's helping me. I have severe postpartum depression. But I tell you what, the, the drive to and from swim lessons and the time in the pool with my child, that was one of the times a week that I did not have that depression. And I was just so happy and it was more therapeutic for me. So the, the changing of lives in, in multiple ways has been the most fulfilling for us. That's, that's, uh, that's beautiful. I mean, and uh, you do. You change lives in a positive way and you make, uh, you make the world a better place because of it. And uh, I'm proud to have had my children learn how to swim from your school because it was an incredible experience for them. And uh, myself, my wife, our, the grandparents, the aunts and the uncles that all showed up all felt the same way. Um, as, we, as we spend this last minute or two together, is there a piece of advice or wisdom uh, that you want to share? And I also want you to share, like, what's next for Goldfish? Where are you, where, where, where are you guys going? Sure. Yeah. So my advice, and I'll let Andrew share, is I think over time, you know, the two things that are, are, are critical for us and our company is one is is networking. It's surrounding yourself with good people. It's having people that, that you trust to help you develop your brand um, because everybody has different experiences and, and you're going to need to get over certain hurdles and, and push through a tough employee issue. So is I think the networking piece is critical because you need that support group to help you grow. And I also think that what's important is to uh, build the right team. If you don't have the right team in place, you're going to constantly wear every hat. You're going to second guess judgment calls and decisions. And if you don't have a healthy uh, culture and healthy group of people that surround you and support the brand, it's going to be extremely difficult to grow. Andrew and I both know that we can't do everything. We need to trust our, our executives to make decisions and do the right thing. So I think the more that you network and surround yourself and educate yourself um, on your specific industry and business, 
and build a healthy team, that's critical. And, you know, kind of, I'll let Andrew touch on that a little bit and we'll talk a little bit about where Goldfish is going. Yeah, I think the one piece of advice that I would have would be similar to Chris's networking, but surround yourself with great people um, because you, you can tend to, if you're going at it alone, start to think that you're going a little bit crazy because if you have failure after failure and you're the only person going at it, you can just drive yourself nuts. Um, so Chris and I are fortunate to, um, over the past couple of years, surround ourselves with a great board of advisors, opposite of just great mentors that we have in the you know business world. Uh, but a group that we meet with on a quarterly basis, and we just bring our real business issues to the table. And these are guys that have been around, you know, different industries, some in franchising, some in just big business for a long time. And they're people that we trust to give us honest feedback. And when we're doing things that, you know, they're not in agreement with, they tell us. And, and it's, I think that's the biggest thing, too, is surrounding yourself with people that can be gut level honest with you. Because, again, people are, you surround yourself with that tell you what you want to hear is not going to help you grow your business. Well That'd said. be one of them. Good. Well said, both of you. Those are great advice. Chris, Andrew, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I want to talk a little bit about where we're headed. Yeah, you know, like We had mentioned early on, we have we have 46 locations open. We'll be at 60 by the end of the year. We have 139 locations signed out. We're entering Canada, so we're, we're going the international route. Uh, here we have an eight-school development deal signed. Um, but our, our ultimate goal is to be the country's, um, if not North America's, largest learn-to-swim provider. And our focus is on the learn-to-swim. We're trying not to dilute our brand with, with all of these different product offerings and uh, things that businesses can do. It's, it's purely focused on the learn-to-swim, and we're hoping to be able to do that better and save more lives um, along the way. That's, uh, that's as great as you can get. Andrew, any thoughts? Any closing thoughts? Yeah, no, the same thing. We're just, uh, we're blessed to be where we're at. We're really excited for the growth we've had. We've got, you know, we have fantastic franchisees that truly believe in what we're doing. Um, and I think, you know, talking about different differentiators for us is that there's a lot of people teaching some lessons out there, but I think what Chris touched on with that, uh, the mother with the postpartum, um, depression after, you know, having her child is that we truly are transforming, not just the children who are swimming in our schools, but the parents who are watching the lessons take place, the teachers that are teaching the lessons and the owners that are being a part of that as well. And we're impacting these communities that we're in, um, which is what we get really excited about. So as you can, we continue to grow the business. That's what really gets us excited to get up every day and keep doing what we're doing. Well, guys, I, uh, you know, what, what you display in discipline and perseverance and hard work uh, is admirable. And I know it's going to infuse a lot of, um, uh, change in the people who are listening to this podcast today. So I really appreciate your story. I appreciate you sharing it. Uh, tell people where they can get a hold of you. And uh, I really am appreciative that you guys uh, were a guest today. Sure. You know, if anybody wants to get a hold of us or any one of our locations, uh, you can just visit goldfishswimschool.com. It has our corporate contact information there, but it also has individual locations if people are interested in you know, signing up their children or grandchildren for swim lessons. Okay, great. Andrew, anything else? No, that's it. Chris, Andrew, I can't thank you enough. Uh, I appreciate it, and thanks for taking the idea of Goldfish and creating something that's just outstanding and changing uh, a lot of people's lives. Thanks, guys. Well, we appreciate you, John, and thank you for the invite. Of course. All right, have a great day. All right. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Think Big Movement podcast. For show notes and links to anything we talked about, please visit johndwaskin.com. 
For additional best business practices, you may enjoy my latest book, The Think Big Movement. Grow your business big, very big. Lastly, if you want to talk to me about advising and coaching your business, please email me, john at johndwoskin.com. Text or call me at 248-535-7796. Have an amazing day, an amazing week, and as always, think big. I got some bitches on my phone.